Welcome to the church of J.C. Best. Bow your heads and... Yo, F this church lady is. Drop the beat. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. They can make you slap somebody. Wrong with y'all. You niggas are crazy. Bow your heads and roll your blocks. Let the church say amen. You shall be filled with drunkenness and sorrow, with the cup of wasting astonishment and horror and desolation, with the cup of your sister Samaria. Ezekiel 23. Verse 33. More bullshit. All right. So what's going on? What up? Yeah. It's a, it's a double fisting day. Let me tell you what type of uh, day it is. Uh, I'm over this shit. Oh. Over it. The show or the Bible? Everything. We got two listeners. The Bible got two listeners because this shit is tra- Like, what the fuck do this shit be talking about anyway? God don't even fuck with me anyway like that. I'm over it. So what happened? I had one opportunity. One opportunity. Like eight mile. One shot. And I really think God don't fuck with me like that. That's what I think, Joey. What was the shot? I got a new job. This was the job that was supposed to, like, this was my dream job. Yeah. The job that was supposed to, like, help propel me into the next faction of my life and, like, really fucking make me the man that I was supposed to be and finance all this shit. And I fucking lost the job today. Oh. Why? What? Was it like layoffs? Or? No. The fucking drug test. Why do they drug test though? Well, companies are going to drug test. That's not a problem. The onus on us who take drugs is to get clean pay. And I did that. I thought. I. Somebody gave you bad pee? Oh my god, dude. I just I you know, I I really uh, uh, I don't I don't know what else. I don't know what else to do. I really don't. I I, I really don't, man. I don't, dude. I don't. And I just What what was the job, if you don't mind me asking? It was a job with It was uh, it was selling Medicare plans. You know, my mom is uh, my mom is in a nursing home. Yeah. And when we had to get her on 
Medicare and get her into the nursing home and get her a nursing home bed. Yeah. That was a fucked up process. Yes. It's it's hard. It's difficult. You know, unless you're rich, you know, you you gotta get government assistance. Yeah. And it is it's a it's it's a fucked up thing. We had to sell assets and act like we would like, you know, we went broke just to get her get the assistance necessary to get her approved to get a Medicare bed. Yeah. So I know how fucked up that situation, you know, how fucked that fucked the system is and, and how difficult it is, you know, when you're transitioning somebody into that situation. So I seen a job and it was perfect, you know, because I'm recently kicked out of my place in Connecticut and I just yeah. moved into a place in Queens and I need a new job. Yeah. Comedy surely ain't paying the bills. True. Um, preaching ain't paying the bills because ain't nobody fucking joined our Patreon account. Zero. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to get a nice little job to supplement this. Yeah. And it actually is something that I like. Yeah. I like it's the, important. You know, I like that. I like that. I, I like the opportunity to redeem myself and and do something that actually counts. Yeah. Cuz people do need their Medicare. People do need fucking government assistance. Yeah. That's, you know, like I don't believe in fucking a welfare state, you know, or I'm not a communist or a fucking socialist, but I do believe there's a place we all fucking pay taxes. Yeah. And yeah, I do believe that that has its benefits. Yeah. And I always be selling some bullshit. And I'm tired of selling some bullshit. I said, let me sell something that I actually like. Yeah. And you're, help, you're helping people. Because it is a tough transition to get people onto Medicare. And you know I don't usually give a fuck about people. Yeah. So this is my way of doing right. But it is also fucked up on their part to drug test people because... If you if you're in a business that supposedly cares about people, why would you care if anybody is on, like marijuana or stuff like that? This is the fucked up shit, Joey. You know I do drugs. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if a company drug tests. If they drug test, fine. That's their right to drug test. It's they company. They yeah. can hire whoever they want. True. I'm gonna use somebody else's pee. That's the whole thing about it. I'm not fitting to. You know, use my own pee. I mean, all I really do is smoke weed. Yeah. The Molly days is over. I don't really fucking do Molly and pills and all of that shit like I used to. I'm I'm old now. I don't. I can't be doing that shit and depressed the next week because I took some pills. Yeah. Even though Molly is fantastic. Mm. But I take just weed, and I know I, I have dirty pee. So I solicited the service. It is. Who'd you get pee from? Let's call him out. <laughs> if you get your pee dirty, why you give away your pee? The most clean cut. He was clean cut. He was a good person. He was damn near retarded. I thought, you know, it's a comedian. Oh. It's a comedian. We not gonna say his name. Because I liked him before today. I think I... And he sold it to you, or did he... Like, Ain't nobody sell me pee. Man, niggas just be giving me their pee because they attracted to me. Oh, okay. So I could have sworn. I was like, this is the one right here. You know this is the second time I've done this. Yeah. I got had, uh, pee. I got clean pee to get the other job that I got just to hold me over until I got the job of my dreams. Yeah. And that was an alcoholic motherfucker. That nigga looked weird as fuck. I don't know what his deal was. But um, he was all good. Yeah. This motherfucker is even more clean cut than the first dude. He a little disabled, you know what I'm saying? He, oh, you know, yes. And and I I thought for sure I'm fucking good. I got a donor that could give me clean pee, and I got my dream job, and everything is good. Jesus is good. Everything is straight. But I feel like disabled people would do more drugs than non-disabled people. Isn't that interesting that you would think that? To get away, to like help them ease their pains. 
So you know what drug he did that he didn't tell me about? Oh shit, what was it? Adderall, nigga. Oh. Adderall. Uh. So these niggas call me today. Now, mind you, I am fully invested in this company. Mm-hmm. They've purchased hundreds of dollars of training for with me already. Yeah. Giving me a corporate card. I haven't even started yet. Nice. Booked me for a trip to Florida for a week of training in fucking Miami. Very nice. I'm in the company for all intents and purposes. Yeah. But can you you get somebody to be like, oh, wait, he's on Adderall because he has ADD. So the third party that they hire to do the... um, you know, background check and criminal check and yeah. pee and all that shit. They call me today for an interview and say, listen, your pee came up positive for amphetamine, whatever the fuck it's called. Some type of shit. Yeah. Methamphetamine. Oh. And he said, you know, what, you know, so I'm texting him while the interview was taking place. And yeah. he says, you know, I don't do shit except for, um, uh, Adderall and you know I think he does poppers and shit. I don't know. So Adderall, I'd never done. I've yeah. never done anything like yeah. that before. So when the doctor said, "Hey, you tested, you know, positive for amphetamine. What's this about?" I said, "Oh, it's Adderall." He, he was because the dude tells me that's what he takes, Adderall. Yeah. So then I'm like, um, "Yeah, I, 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 I took, I, I, you know, I took Adderall." Yeah. I try to think fast. Yes. Um, I took, you know, a couple pills of Adderall. That that is a legal substance. He was like, Yeah, it's legal. Mm-hmm. If you have a prescription. Do you have a prescription? And you're honest. So this is where I need Jesus to just step in, Lord. I just need God. You know this is my dream job, nigga. You know I've been praying to you, God, and thanking you. For this opportunity, I just need you to eh, I just need you to eh. just push me over this corner, nigga. Just and all I get from above was to say, you know, what I said, which is yeah, I you know, I took a little Adderall. Yeah. And, you know, um I don't currently have a a current prescription. Um Oh. That's what I said. I don't currently have a current prescription, but yeah. you know, can you? you, you it, what would what, what I say? Um, I don't have a current prescription. Oh, I took. So I've, I've been prescribed it in the past. Yes. You know, but 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 the, the prescription is not valid. Da da da. Um, you know, I just took took some of my friends Adderall, whatever, and uh, they were like, "Well, you failed for for you know amphetamines." Oh. So I click on them. So I immediately call, you know, the people I've been dealing with at the job, my boss, and explain the situation. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, well, you you got a prescription, right? Like, you got a prescription for the Adderall, and I see what they're trying to do. Because I did not know Adderall was a big deal. Yeah. I'm used to the regular, like, drugs. I didn't know that you could actually get in trouble for taking some legal shit. Yeah. I hear Adderall is similar to cocaine, but not really cocaine. But still, they shouldn't abuse you for taking something that'll help you do better on your job. It's all in the same family. All these drugs are all in the same family. Pharmaceuticals, yeah. The Adderall is a couple molecules away from cocaine. Yes. Okay, just like, you know, like all of these fucking drugs that people go to jail for and go to prison for and, and, and whatever are literally a few molecules away from the shit that they just giving you in a doctor's office. Yes. That's why, yeah, Adderall is very similar to cocaine and ibuprofen is, is it similar to heroin? Probably. I don't take that shit. I would take heroin before I take fucking ibuprofen. I don't fucking take that shit. I don't really take pills. Yeah. 
I really have never been a big pill taker. So this is like, it's all like, I'm just, you know, trying to like think on my feet. You know, so I'm telling him like, oh yeah, you know, I don't, you know, my prescription has lapsed. I just took a thing, da da da. So the bottom line is, listen, if you can't produce a prescription showing that that your doctor has, has cleared you for Adderall, whatever, we're rescinding this offer. And it's it's more complicated than that because I got niggas, I got shooters. I got doctors on deck. These motherfuckers have no problems with writing me a prescription. Yeah. But I had to have it filled by before the date of the drug test. Yeah. Cause if I took the drug test last week, and if I get a prescri- if I get a doctor to write me the thing and it, it you know it's for after the drug test, that is no good. Yeah. So now in order to beat this shit, I would have to get a pharmacist to fucking uh, you know, doctor or, or, or fraudulently say that, um, you know, I got such and such filled before the date, and that is a felony. That is. Year. So nobody's And everybody involved would be arrested. Yeah, nobody's going to do that. So, so this job is... is, is... Chewy, but this is like... the question of the fucking show. We know that there is a God. Do he hate Certain people. I don't think he. I don't think God is just doing this because he hates you. I feel like this might be a learning lesson. Maybe like if you did get this job and then you worked for this company that shall not be named. Um, I named the company already. Okay. Well, there you go. But um, maybe they do some shady shit that he was preventing you from seeing in the back. So maybe that, and maybe. You could take that passion that you have for helping people to put it to someplace else. Because this is not the last organization that does this. And if you have dirty pee, do not give your pee. Is also another lesson. I think the lesson is that maybe... uh, Maybe God don't fuck with me like that. But maybe this or company was not the company for you. No, it was the company, nigga. It was the company. They was paying me $65,000 base salary just to fuck around. I didn't have to report to nobody. I work when I want to work, plus a huge commission. I was going to be making $200,000 a year. I think God don't fuck with me. That's what I think it is. I think God don't fuck with me. And I think I'm just over it. I just think I'm over it. I, I just think I'm over I just it. Like, what the fuck do God, what the fuck is this shit? What the fuck is this shit about anyway? Like, what is this? Daniel chapter 3, verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king caused to be made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits. Nigga, we don't give a fuck about him. Garbage. Uh... Mark 4, verse 14, the hog feeders ran away and told it to the town and the country, and the people came to see, corny, no, we don't care about you, Uh, Nehemiah, uh, no, Numbers, chapter 36, verse 1, the heads of the father's houses of the families of the sons of Gilead, son of Machir, who the fuck is that? The son of Manasseh of the father's house of the sons. We don't give a fuck about them niggas. I think this shit is just, I just think this is some made up bullshit at this point. I think it's some made up bullshit. And I'm, I'm, I'm considering other shit. Why do bad things happen to good people? Now, I'm not a good person, granted. But I'm not doing nothing bad currently, so why not let me live? If it's a God, and I publicly fucks with you and proclaim your name, why would you let something so bad happen to me? You know I went out on a limb. I don't have no place to live if I get kicked out of this spot. I don't got no job. What the fuck I'm going to do now? 
And I know it's other motherfuckers who out there wondering the same shit. Why do bad things happen to good people? Maybe because it ain't no God. Or maybe it is a God and he don't fuck with you like that. I know he don't fuck with me. So I'm over it. I'm over it. Next week, we gonna have a Satanist on the show. I want a nigga to come in here and talk to us about the other side of shit. Satanists is always happy. They're always strong in a spot. They don't never cry and pray. They don't never rely on it. It's just always they own other shit. So I'm fucking having a Satanist. Fuck that. And we're going to see what they talking about. I'm open at this point. Since Jesus... Isn't caping for me, then I ain't caping for him. Until I get some answers. That was real. Chewy. Yes, sir. We're going to go ahead and go to a sponsor. And when we pay these bills, we're going to come back. And um, we're going to hear what you have to talk about when we're back right after these messages. It's Barnum and Bailey, Clown College, because even pedophiles need a job. Brought to you by Jeffrey Epstein and Company. Back. Um, I'm very excited because there are other things going in the world. I don't think any of the things that you probably have come up with are uh, more serious than what I'm going through. Chewy. But nevertheless, we could get our mind off my own shit. So, um... This is uh, this is a new segment on the show, yep. and apparently you have some things that we can talk about, yes. right? Um, well, here we go. Chew on this. Uh, sure. What do we got? Let's talk about it. Uh, so in July of 2019, Officer Daniel Pentaleo um, pretty much got off uh, for killing Eric Gardner with a chokehold five years ago. This is also big because in May of 2019, Officer Mohammed Noor got placed guilty for shooting Justine Dasmond, a white lady. Mm. And he got, he, what happened with that was Justine Dasmond, I believe, called the police for a sexual assault. Mohammed Noor claimed that he shot her in self-defense. And he got, and it was also big because he, this was like the first guilty verdict of a on-duty police officer for shooting somebody. Yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah, and the police officer that chokeholded Eric Gardner got away with it, claiming that it was needed to arrest Eric Gardner. And the thing about it is it takes more evil to actually choke somebody that it does to actually shoot someone like right like it takes a lot more because you're saying when you choke somebody you're doing it with their your bare hands your you bare just... hands and you're hearing him saying i can't breathe and then he dies and then versus muhammad nur yeah it's wrong that he shot and killed justine but it takes less evil to... Well, let, let, let's talk about that for a second. Let, let, let's talk about some of the optics, okay? Yeah. So this Muhammad cat. Yeah. I remember when this story came out. Now, Muhammad was convicted. Yes. Okay, Muhammad was the cop. Yes. Muhammad is what? Black. He's He's black. Yeah. He's a Muslim dude. We I don't know if he's Muslim. I don't know. But he's a nigga. And he was convicted for shooting this woman. Yeah. Okay. Now, the Eric Gardner situation was a white dude. Yeah. Pantaleo. Right. And we all... He was... Is that Hispanic? Or what, what, what is that? 
Italian, maybe? Some type of white. And he was, he, he, he was, um, I guess, he, he was allowed to let go. Yeah. You know, be, be let go on all charges. Okay. Um, so what, what, do, what can we learn from this situation? I, well, it, for me, it, it feels like Justine being a, like a nice little white lady was protected more. Meanwhile, like, I, I think he was like Minneapolis was the place. I'm not quite sure. And Eric Garner, dude who just fed up with people harassing him, was like, hey, please stop harassing me. And then they thought, like, oh, let's just hold you down by choking you. And like that. It feels that it's... She... They're both innocent, Eric Garner and Justine Desmond, but it is wrong that one person is was protected more than the other one all because of nice white lady. Let me tell you what it sounds like to me. It sounds like if you a nigga cop, you can't get away with the shit that cracky cops be getting away with. You think you can go around shooting white women and you not going to be, you think you're going to be treated, uh, you know, fairly? Wrong. You getting the book thrown at you, my dude. Actually, it was, it's so interesting because they treat nigga cops the way that they should treat all fucking cops. <laughs> These nigga cops be going out thinking that they are above the law. You ain't above the law, nigga. You still got your skin. You still look like that. Okay? So you can't just go about... Uh, doing the shit that your white counterparts get away with. And shame on you for thinking that you can. How uh, short, what, what a narrow perspective that you think that you can just go out and and kill. No, well, I will say this. If you killed a, a nigga, you, you may or may not have gotten off. But you fucking with white, come on, white women, the jewel, you know, the treasure, if you will, of the American population. You can't do that, nigga. You bugging. You are really bogus for that right now, thinking that you can get away with some shit like that. So it sounds like to me that things are moving just as they're supposed to. White cop kills a black man. Unjustifiably, he gets off. Correct. Dang. Black man does similar shit, kills a white woman, and uh, you get... What was the sentence for this Muhammad? Oh, I... Plus your name, Muhammad? <laughs> are you kidding? Are you really... You know you, know you got a name, Muhammad, right? You thought you was one of us? You ain't one of us, nigga. America don't fuck with Muhammad's like that? Unbelievable. If Now, if your name was like a Jesus... You know, at least that's more in line and closer to this shit, you know, which seemingly uh, gets a pass. I don't know why. But Muhammad, we don't fuck with Muhammad's. We do not fuck with y'all like that. What's his... What, is he getting in trouble? Like, is he going to jail Like, yeah, shit? going to jail and prison because, like, it was a big... He was the first cop on duty to be convicted. Yeah. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. I personally, Chewy, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I have never had a problem with cops. I have never uh, had a problem with cops. I routinely uh, seek out the advice of Caucasian police officers. You know, mm -hmm. um, I ask for directions with no problem. You know, uh, I have drunk drive, uh, drunk driven before mm -hmm. um, in my convertible, thrown up all over my nice wood grain. Oh shit! Oh my god! I've fucking ruined many a cars. And uh, a couple times I've gotten actually um, had cops approach me while I was pulled over on the road with throw up all over me and all over the car. And they gave me their little test and I talked to them calmly and I articulated myself well. And they just let me go. True, true. So you got to play the game. You know, if you ain't going to be white, you know, you got to at least, you know, smile. You know, you got to smile. You got to tap dance. You know what I'm saying? But you just can't fit and be out here being a nigga and think you're going to get off. 
Shame on you, Muhammad. What you think, bro? What you think this is? What you think this is, nigga? This ain't fucking Iraq, Afghanistan, nigga. We don't fuck with y'all. So um, that makes a lot of sense to me, you know, that he would get in trouble. The Eric Gardner situation is particularly, I mean, I don't know, Joey. I, I, at this point, I yeah. feel like if you, what was the little 12-year-old motherfucker that they said? Tamir Rice. Rice. If you can get away with shooting a 12-year-old who is playing with a toy gun innocently in his backyard. In an open carry state. So if it in was an open carry state. Were you supposed to be able to carry? And these crackers run up on you as usual. If you think if they can get away with that shit, anything goes, nigga. Come on, this is jungle territory. This is every man lives for himself. What the fuck type of shit you be? When were you gonna wake up, black people? Wake the fuck up! She's <laughs> just dumb. You're so stupid. Oh man. All right. Well. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Troy, you had another topic uh, uh, to discuss. Sure. What we, was that? we have time. Um, sure. Let's go. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, mm. a financier who is mm. like the center of a pedophile ring, supposedly committed suicide, and allegedly, allegedly committed suicide. Um, connections with Donald Trump, connections with like the Clintons, connection with anybody powerful that likes anonymous stats mm. was found uh, in a federal prison with a I think like a blanket or sheet around his neck, and people are saying that he that um, he didn't commit suicide, that he was targeted and whatnot, and uh, yeah, um, and comedian Stacy Moise pointed out that I retweeted it, was that more people were questioning his alleged suicide more than they were questioning Sandra Bland's alleged suicide. Mm. And they're both conspiracies, because like one is against the police and one's against other rich people. Oh man, this is more, this is more. All right, yeah. First of all, we're dealing with two completely different situations with Sandra Bland and Jeffrey Epstein. Here yes. we have a rich white man yes. who has supposedly been involved in pedophilia, pedophilia rings for years. So my thing is, Sandra Bland, I think is pretty understood, at least by real motherfuckers. Sandra Bland was murdered. Yes. There is no doubt. Now with Jeffrey Epstein, he hung himself? Is that right? Uh, supposedly, yes. Supposedly he, he hung himself. With Jeffrey Epstein, I think what may have happened was that he was going to kill himself anyway. Yep. And they, t if I'm not mistaken, they took him off suicide watch. He was on a suicide watch. Yes. And the authorities took him off suicide watch. Because they knew that this motherfucker was going to kill himself. Yeah. So really, it was just like, listen, let him do what he was going to do anyway. I don't know. I don't think he was killed. I, don't, I, I really do not. Mm -hmm. I really do not think Jeffrey Epstein was killed. I think he was taken off suicide watch because they knew he was fitting to kill himself anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is all very interesting. Yeah. I feel like they assisted him in his suicide, but he did commit suicide. Um, they assisted him in his suicide by taking him off suicide watch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you, I think you could be right. You know, the, the, the real story here is not so much Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, we know you's a fuckboy, nigga. Mm -hmm. Okay, we know you how you get down. Okay, whether it's girls, boys, however the fuck you get down. The thing with Jeffrey Epstein is his circle. That's the real story. His circle includes Bill Clinton. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Master Trump, the president. Hillary. Yes. Rich, a lot of rich motherfuckers. A lot of rich, you know, a lot of philanderers, if you will. As yeah. my 
uh, you know, um, sound engineer uh, said before the show. Yeah. Philanderers, niggas who be, you know, going around and just be fucking. Yeah. And a, like a New York Times journalist did interview him about the the whole um, sex rings, and he unapologetically was like, "Yeah, I was part of that." He didn't. He's unapologetic about it. Okay. We're going to throw something up if this is accurate. You're telling me that a New York Times journalist interviewed about interviewed Jeff Epstein? Yeah, this was like a while ago. I think it was the New York Times. It was like a journalist. I could bring it up. Um, oh, we're going to have to. Yes. And Jeff Epstein stated... That he, was, um, he was like, yeah, I, I ran these sex rings. Like, And according to the journalist, he answered the questions unapologetically. Like He was like, oh, yeah, I did it. Like... How else do you talk about fucking young hole? Okay, I mean you gotta be unapologetic about it. Yeah. I, I mean really. I mean if you stoop that low for thirty five years, for years upon years, I think there there's a switch that goes off where it's like there's a point of no return. Yes. You know there can be no rehabilitation. There can be no you know get right or shit. Like if you. If you do that type of unbelievably abominable, just disgusting shit, I think it's kind of like who you are. So I don't think he he literally, mentally, emotionally, physically had the ability to try to like play it off. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it was after like the probationary period for anything is like what ninety days, and he well surpassed that. So like mm. that's. That was who he was. Mm. Well, I hate to say we don't want to say that this comes down to race. This, this almost this story actually almost supersedes race. When you are a fully grown adult and your rocks is to get off by fucking children. That supersedes race. Yes. We, we, you know, that has nothing to do with black, white, nothing. You, you, you know, you are just a... Um, evil. You, yeah, you're just an evil, disgusting person. And when you are that rich and you've been doing it for that long, um, it surely does beg the question, you know, what, um, what, 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 what could you not be capable of? Or what are you capable of? I mean, yeah. it's really nothing that you won't do. Yeah, like, and if you feel no guilt for doing that for 35 years, then yeah. I'm guess everybody feels guilt, so maybe the thing that he does feel guilty is even more heinous. I think he kills himself because he does not want to deal with the inevitable. Yeah. But what's so interesting to me is there's got to be some guilt there because... He could have did like some of these other motherfuckers did. Like, who's the attorney that turned his back on Trump? Uh, uh, the motherfucker that said, you know, he said, I will do, I'll go through the wall for Trump. I'll do anything for Trump. Michael uh, something. Uh, you know, oh God, what the fuck is his name? Michael oh, Cohen. Shit, yes. Michael Cohen would ride and die for Trump. That was his nigga. And when the shit hit the fan, he started singing like a bird, baby. So Jeff Epstein had that opportunity. He could have, if this was truly a, a, a ring, a pedophile ring that included Bill Clinton and Trump and all that, he could have sang to, to play the yeah. whole legal game and brought the niggas down. No, he killed himself because he felt like e irreparable damage had been done and there was no coming back for him. That's really why you kill yourself. It's like you just completely give up. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that it's interesting that he had the opportunity to do that by being pulled off suicide watch yeah. by the powers that be. I think it's sufficient to say that they're probably all in code. They probably all in codes. Yeah. Do Trump like young pussy? I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. You know, the way shit is going for me, the way that Jesus has forsaken me in my time of need, at what point, well, what do I care at this point? 
We all know that these motherfuckers will come after anybody who they feel is a viable threat. Yes. At this point, I'm, I don't know if I'm a viable threat anymore. I could probably not even can't afford the next episode. So I could just say, does Trump likes young pussy? Probably. Yeah. Probably. If he likes his own daughter's puss, like, sure. He said that if his daughter wasn't, if Ivanka wasn't his daughter. He would be banging it. He'd be hitting that shit. This is our president. Yep. This is who y'all voted for. <laughs> so yeah, that's probably what's good. And God knows if I had more than two followers in this shit that I'd probably get assassinated next. But thankfully, don't none of y'all give a fuck. Even though every time I show up to a show, y'all tell me how wonderful this shit is. Bill Clinton, I can see that. Yeah, I can see anybody in the position of power being into that. There's something about power and money that just makes you think that you can fucking do anything. Untouchable. Untouchable. Yes. And what's untouchable? Young ass. Young ass is untouchable. Yeah. And y'all niggas touching that. Well, there you go. I have read many scriptures in my uh, illustrious career that talk about obeying the overseer and, you know... Your slave master and yo. Yeah. And it ain't nothing, nothing motherfuckers. Ain't nothing. The older motherfuckers in power ain't nothing but bitches and hoes and tricks. And people of very low character. And these are the people who write our laws. Who take our tax money. You know. Who set, uh, you know. Precedents that 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 we have to abide by. Meanwhile, they fucking doing fuckboy shit up there in the government. Yo, senators, yo, congressmen. These are the people. And Jesus is saying we got to follow them, nigga. I'm really considering the Satanism. I'm really considering the Satanism. I want to see what they have to say about pedophilia. Yeah, alternatives. Yeah, yeah. I think at this point, I think it is a good idea to consider some other shit. Yeah. I didn't expect this. I did not expect that we would be fully into episode five and already ready to forsake Jesus. But you know what? That's how this, this is how shit happens. This is the universe. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to explore some other religions because I'm all of this shit. And we're going to see where it leads. And who knows? Maybe we be worshiping Satan next episode, Chewie. We shall see. We shall see. I got to get some shit off my chest, though. Okay. We'll talk. No, let's talk right now. I got to get some shit off my chest. Can we do like a little, can I confess some shit to you? Sure. Should I put on my... We're going to have one more sponsor, and then when we come back, I'm going I'm to get some shit off my chest. Yes. We'll be right back right after this. This episode of Amen with JC Best is brought to you by a pawn shop whose address I will not disclose and my mother's jewelry. Sorry, Mom. Greetings, my child. Bless me, Chewie, for I've sinned. How long has it been since your last confession? It has been. I've never had a confession years old. Okay. Take your time. Father, I am a fraud. How so? I'm a fuck up, God. I don't fucking know. I don't know how I'm going to make it, but I don't think I'm going to make it. I, I, I routinely front. I don't like myself. I don't like the fact that I fuck dudes. I don't like... I don't like the fact that my family is doing better than me. 
I don't like the fact that everybody seems to be passing me by. And at one point, I had all this talent and potential, and just seems to be going nowhere. And I'm just scrambling. I did wrong. I did wrong. Who did you wrong? I used and abused my ex. I used and abused my ex. What did you do? I laid good dick, God. I laid really good dick, and I thought that that would be enough for them to finance a career in comedy. I thought that I would be able to... I thought that I would be able to take advantage of the fact that I could fuck and convince somebody to finance my way into success, and it did not work like I met somebody who I thought I liked after after I divorced from my ex-wife. And it was a man. Yeah. And I thought that because they were willy-nilly with their time and their money that it would be a good situation for me to launch myself into the person I was supposed to be, but it didn't end up being like that. Okay. They ended up feeling neglected and feeling like they were on their own. So they ended up finding other people to find happiness with while I was left with a failing fucking career that I've ultimately done nothing with in New York. And it has all backfired on I don't got no money. I don't got no future. I possibly have solidified myself into an exclusively homosexual lifestyle, which I am completely ashamed of. And I have nothing to show for it. Well... I feel as though your life choices have made you the person you are and your drive to be a better person and your drive to make something of yourself, I feel also has inspired your family to do the same. And it inspires everyone around you to do the same. That's why you get invited to do, to do your talks. That's why you get invited to do these interviews. And I also feel like the man that you feel like you've hurt right now is on his own journey, preserving himself like you are preserving yourself. And I also feel that you shouldn't be ashamed for your homosexual actions because no one's getting hurt from you taking some dick or you giving some dick away. The man is hurt, yes, but if you were in a heterosexual relationship with this person, they would also be hurt. So it's not about your homosexuality choices. And you're in a minor setback now, but so has everybody been. Chris Pratt has been homeless. A lot of other celebrities have been homeless and it's just, you have a network of people behind your back that are willing and able to help you. So I would suggest you do is to reflect on the people that love and care for you and reflect on how you're not the same person you were 
10 years ago, and that shows great progress. But what about the fact that I be fucking dude? Nobody's being hurt by you fucking dudes. The world is fucked up. Why would you need to reproduce? But what about the fuck that I, the fact that I don't believe in myself and I don't feel good about where I'm at in life and I feel old and I feel like I feel like I'm gonna fail and like I've got nothing left. What about that? You have to see how other people see you in that you're, there's a reason why you keep on getting invited to do these projects and keep on getting invited to do these talks because people see potential in you. You don't see it now because of all the shit that's going on emotionally, but other people do and you have to believe that other people know what they're talking about when they invite you on to these projects. think that I'm, do you think that I should give up? No, because you have a voice and the reason why you started is because you have a perspective and you have a story to tell. And you have to find your own peace within this journey that is chaotic and unsure and you have to find your own peace within it. Thank you, Father. You're welcome. All right. Uh, thank you guys for watching Amen with the one and only Mr. JC Best. And tune in next week where we will have another special guest. Amen.